Thank you for listening to BA Chats. <laughs> I'm your horsey host, Kevin Coots. <laughs> it's spring in Georgia, folks, and so this is what spring in Georgia sounds like, Berber. Yeah, it is. I, I promise I won't. I won't do anything that is obscene. <laughs> Thank on you. The, no gross noises. Micro- is no, what you're talking that's about. what I'm talking no about. No hacking yes. noises. Thank I you promise. for sparing us. We all want to say yes, please. It's because I love you. Thank you. We take it. It is. <laughs> Thanks for listening to BA Chats. I'm Rachel Koontz. This is my husband, Kevin Koontz. And BA Chats exists because we have really phenomenal people on staff with us here at Bethel. And the 45 seconds we pass each other in the hallway is just not plenty. It's not enough to get not, to know them. It's not near enough time. Yeah. yeah. And, and there's so many stories. There's so many testimonies. There's so many God instances that have happened in our body, and we just don't get to know about them. So this is a great place to find them. God has yeah. done great things, yeah. and so we want to share. And we also, we just want to pull it out of folks. He's He's been busy. He's been busy in our lives 24-7. All day long, every day, doing good things. And so we just want to share it with you. We always want to remind everybody, we share a lot of testimonies on BA Chats. And testimony means... Do it again, God. So it's a beautiful thing. When you feel your heart jump over what Jesus has done, when you're listening to somebody talk and they're, they're sharing what God has done... Um, it's for you, and so you you just it really is. you just absolutely open your heart and say, "Do it again, God! I love that testimony. That testimony was for me." It is an invitation to the coolest party ever, right? Ever. And we have got some folks today. Let me just tell you, they're like invitations on legs. They yes. just walk around <laughs> giving an invitation to heaven, invitation to Jesus. We love these people. <laughs> yes, just doling it out. The rainmakers. Yes. Just making it rain. Yes. Dan and Quinn Weber, welcome, you guys. Thank you, thank you, well, thank you. Thanks for having us. Oh, we're so glad you have come. We're so excited <laughs> to hear all the wonderful things that are you. <laughs> Tell us, what do you do at Bethel? And then um, kind of give us a, who are you? So people are going to go, Dan, Quinn Weber, I know them, they. Those guys. Those guys. Oh, those guys. They're going to say, oh, that guy with the awesome beard. Dan Weber. Oh, that's Dan Weber. That's (laughs) Dan. I knew I knew that. That beautiful girl that's always with him. Oh, Quinn. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So uh, my name is Dan Weber. We um, uh, co-lead Bassam third year. She helps me out running the, uh, the school. I'm the director of uh, the School of Supernatural Ministry, the third year here, as well as uh, overseeing uh, Bethel Life. Oh, man. Oh, Dan. You have done good things. Mm. Can you share with us what's going on with third year first and then Bethel Life? Yeah. So we're just getting ready to wrap up, well, tomorrow is our oh, graduation. Yeah. So uh, it's been yeah. a great year. It's my first year here, and uh, I've just had uh, fantastic students this year. Uh, you so, do have a really great group. Yeah, I yeah. they, they uh, I joked the other night. I said, well, they kind of make me look good. They've already got two years to to <laughs> kind of gel and really develop the relationship. It was easy to springboard off of that. So, oh, good. Uh, yeah, no, great group. I'm um, just having a blast with them, and uh, yeah, so it's been a lot of fun. So there's been a lot of awesome things happening lately, like that we could hear in first year. So Kevin and I are in first year, and Ooh. third year was having such a good time the other night. We literally, it would get quiet for a second. And I mean, what was happening? Like, can you share? Because it was beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it was wild. We, um, how, how did it, how did, well, shoot, it wasn't until the end. I think we were, um, I don't remember what we were doing. We were, we were going to pray for somebody. <laughs> Honestly, I can't even remember all, now. It all came, it started with a prayer. <clears throat> yeah, I think, um, 
Oh, I know. We had a friend visiting in from Australia, and so we were prophesying okay. over him. I oh. thought we'd take some time and minister to him and stuff. And uh, uh, yeah, man, Holy Spirit broke out, and we were on the floor. People were seeing visions. Uh, <laughs> you know, we ended up praying for one of the students getting married, so we got to pray for them as well. And uh, yeah, it was just, uh, and we were we were there for about an hour. It was wild. Quinn, were you in there? No, I wasn't there that night, oh. but I heard a ton about it. I bet you heard a ton about it. Yeah, it was just crazy. Well, so good. I, well, one of the things that was so funny to me is I kept seeing people like sneak over to the door and like peek in. <laughs> and the leaders were like, it's okay. You can go in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so like two or three people come in and then like four or five people would stumble out. And then two or more, three more people would go in. It wow. was just this crazy you know, awesome time in the Lord. Yeah, was good. Quinn, so, how has this first year been for you? Like, what do you what do you think? If you had to nutshell the whole year, you would say, "Ah, oh, this year was." Oh man, I don't know. It was, it was just so good. There was so much, um, just synergy and community happening. I think in the whole group, um, they're just super hungry, super yeah. teachable, super um, honest, and just. Just a really impressive group to be to be around. Like you know, you bring what you bring to the table, but at the same time, like you receive so much, because they were bringing like a hundred percent every night. They would come, they would just show up and ask the hard questions, and just they would really think through everything and really process so honestly. Um, in the group, they were just super transparent, and in that environment, I mean, it's just so elevating and so just. It's just incredible and impressive. So first year in Georgia, total and complete success. Yes. You guys going to stay? Yes. Done. (laughs) Done. We are home. Good. Oh, I love it. Well, tell us a little bit about Bethel Life, and then we need to hear how in the world did you even get here? Where are you from? Tell us about your gorgeous children, because we love your children. Yes, we do. Yeah, so Bethel Life is, um, you know, has been our course that we run new new or newer people, people that have been in our environment for, you know, uh, within the last year or so, or honestly, it's open to anybody, but for the most part, you know, it's earmarked or for uh, uh, people that want to get to know who we are, what we're about, learn a little bit about our staff, kind of the vision, the history about Bethel Atlanta, uh, as well as getting a taste of our culture and kind of experiencing who we are, worship-wise, prophetic, stuff like that, so... So that's kind of what it has been, and what we're, you know, what it's what it is now, and we're uh, also have now started to oversee the equip classes that are uh, that we do as well. So kind Which, of facilitating those. I'm so excited about these. I know you're super excited about these, mm. but tell us about those equip classes. And was this the first time that we've done that? Um, we've we've been doing. What was the question? The equip classes. Didn't you add that on? Was this you? <laughs> no, no. We've always okay. had equip classes. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, okay. I think uh, Laura Armour was the one who was primarily uh, facilitating them, and then um, we just thought we should, you know, we've got this Wednesday night thing. Let's, you know, throw in a class as well and get get gotcha. something that people that are kind of leaving Bethel life that they've got something else to move to, and so trying to help uh, just get more opportunities get plugged in and get trained and equipped so i love the idea of this so again we're a local church but bethel life is a wednesday night not yep. course it's a wednesday night yeah, it's, it's a wednesday is night it course yeah. eight okay. week course yeah yep. that just basically says this is what this is what we do this, this is, is who, who we, we are. are okay great and then equip classes people move into them but they're like 
prophecy, like prophet. Yeah, so okay. basic prophetic mm-hmm. training, advanced prophetic training. We've got an encounter class coming up, training people how to encounter God, what that looks like for them. Which is super helpful. <clears throat> I appreciate this on all levels for the obvious yeah. reason because these are life changers. I mean, this is huge to know what's happening because he's always encountering us. But, I mean, if we don't know how to stop and understand what's happening, if we just don't have a grid for it, we miss it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When we do have a grid for it, we still miss it because he's always. (laughs) It's just like anything and growing and learning anything. If you don't know how to do it, you'll you'll never actually be able to experience it. And all that stuff can be trained and taught and, and experienced on purpose. We just, you know, instead of bumbling along and, happenstancing upon his presence we go oh okay no actually i can actually press into him and encounter him on purpose so that's well said dan i appreciate the on purpose because again even in that i love this too our language it sounds so different at bethel but Mm -hmm. it's it's not it's it is different language but this the equip classes are like explaining this is when people say encountering god this is what's happening and it's all in the bible <laughs> I'm thinking, this is great. This is like a class to teach you exactly what's happening. Oh, it's even biblical. That's, that's even better. <laughs> that's bonus. <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> All right, Quinn Weber, where are you from, beautiful girl? Oh, geez. Where am I from? <laughs> where are you coming to us? How did Georgia get so lucky? Uh, California. Nice. Yeah. California, a year and a half ago, I think is when we moved, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what we're looking at? Yeah. So I lived there for... Oh, what is it, like 16 years, something in that ballpark. And before that, lived a little in Arkansas, a little bit in Oregon. I forget that you were in Arkansas, so we were we were in the same neck of the woods yeah. for a second. Just, just a couple years, yeah. just a little bit there. But mostly, um, I grew up, my uh, childhood was in Oregon. Okay, okay. Yeah. But you came to us from Humboldt. Yeah. Is that right? Y'all mm-hmm. were in Humboldt. And what brought you to Georgia? Why are you here? Do you want to take that one, babe? <laughs> it's a, a good fun, story. A it's story. such a good story. <laughs> it is <laughs> such a good story. It is. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. We were, you know, we've uh, the Stockmans obviously are, you know, huge around here. And uh, we've been friends with them for a long time. They, we come from where they came from. And, Did y'all come uh, from the same church? Same church. Okay. Yeah, Quinn okay. went to the high school with Jen. And, oh, uh, I forget this. Yeah. Y'all were in high school together? Oh, yeah. Just a, just a couple of years, yeah, our last couple of years. That's literally for forever. Yeah. That's yeah. like knowing somebody half years. your life. Yeah, we all went to the same Bible study group together. So it's where we met. And mm-hmm. uh, But, uh, yeah, so we, you know, we were, you know, actually going to take a job in another uh, church and um, thought we better come and visit. You are understating that this church was on another continent. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. So we had Down a, under, mate. Down under. <laughs> We had opportunity to take a, a, a job at a church in Australia and yeah. uh, thought we better come visit the Stockmans before uh, before we did because yeah. we didn't know we were going to be back. So, uh, you know, getting ready to get on the plane and heard the Lord say, uh, I'm going to throw you a curveball. Wow. And we were about a year mm-hmm. into the move. Like we were Whoa. on our way, yeah. saving money, making preparations, plans. And um, yeah, and so within the next three days after being here, we were just you know, encountering the Lord and, you know, definitely feeling like I, I don't, it doesn't make sense. There's no opportunity here. There's no, you know, job opportunity, no ministry opportunity, no nothing. And, uh, just felt like we needed to do this, whatever this was. And, wow. uh, talked to Quinn about it three days later and she was feeling the same thing. And so we chewed on it for a short amount of time 
we after we got home for a couple of weeks and yeah. then uh, within a couple of months we were here. Yeah. So it happened quick. I remember that day you sitting in the front of the church. I was like, who is that guy? And then I, m- I remember watching the Lord minister to you. I was like, Ooh. Oh. do you really like mm-hmm. when they were oh, still in cool. California? Mm-hmm. When we were visiting. Really? When they were yeah. visiting. Yeah. When that's they were still awesome. there visiting, I was like, oh, what's happening with him? <laughs> yeah, I was getting rocked. Whoa. I was weeping, weeping, yep. and yep. Ha- couldn't mm-hmm. figure out why. Yep. Well, so Atlanta, why? Why Atlanta? What is question. the Lord doing? No. <laughs> Such a great question. <laughs> like, that's my prayer, too. God, why? No. <laughs> what do you think? What did he bring you to Atlanta for? You know, honestly, we've got a, you know, we're a year and a half after the fact now, so it's, you know, easier to kind of see in a little bit of hindsight. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, I mean, feel like I've encountered him in a way I've never encountered him before. Wow. You know, I think I've gotten so back to a Jesus that, you know, here in Jen speak and she's talking about a Jesus. I I don't know that guy, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I've, yeah. I've known Jesus for a long time, but I've never met that side of him. Wow. And then, and it's, and it's kind of been a little bit for me personally has been my journey here is just encountering him in a whole new level, a whole new depth. Um, yeah, I don't, wow. I don't even know if I can put words into mm-hmm. it, but, uh, it's just been, it's been amazing. Oh my gosh. Well, you guys are amazing and you're obviously, you're, you're, you're glowing. You are obviously prospering. Quinn, tell us about your sweet kids. Oh yeah. I have two, Jocelyn and Josiah and Jocelyn's, uh, 13 now, teenager. Full on. Oh, you guys have a teenager. Yeah, it's awesome. She's incredible. She's she just is incredible. You she know, really is. Yeah. I, I feel like I don't even know. It's just so I'm always in awe of her. And Josiah, he's 11 and he's brilliant and just curious and creative and just wild, you know, wild young man. So, yeah, super just always in awe of these guys. Like these they're, are these are my people. They're wonderful. They're part of our helping hands with Kevin and me. And I, I mean, they're they're they really are extraordinary kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they really are. They're precious. They love, they love helping out. I mean, I've seen Josiah just come alive in all different ways, just in responsibility and just in caring for other kids. And Jocelyn has just bloomed and blossomed Mm -hmm. just in the the role of her responsibility. It's just been incredible. Is that like, because your children are strangely responsible, like they're (laughs) noticeably responsible, like, wow, man, they are really like in in great communication with me. This is a true story. So great to hear. In this past, like, I don't know, however long we've been doing Helping Hands, which I have to give you guys a little context. Helping Hands are the big kids that volunteer as helpers to our volunteers. So they, they, they just basically, whatever needs to be done, like they play with the kids. Can you set out snack? So they're like assistants to our volunteers, to our adult volunteers. Help put together crafts and those kinds of things. Yeah. Right. Help just, clean up when we're done. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and they've been super wonderful. But I'm telling you, of course, I send out the schedule at least three times. Jocelyn has emailed me back privately, even privately, oh, yeah. and been like, Miss Rachel, you have this person on there twice. Was that on purpose? Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> That's this, this, this does <laughs> not surprise me. I'm like, questions. Jocelyn, thanks. <laughs> no, it was not on purpose. I didn't even see it, girl. Wow. You're so sweet. But I mean, she's that on, helpful on that level. I'm like, wow, thank you. Okay, I'll send it back out. I mean, yeah. and Josiah is the same way. So was this intentional? Are you guys highly responsible? Were you like, was this a parenting, like, y'all are a, 
you know, together. Let's teach our children to be wildly responsible. I think partly yes and partly no. I think they just come by it really naturally with the environment that we've always been in. You know, we've sort of included them in school stuff. When we lived in Australia for a few months, I mean, they were right with us, you know, helping with everything, putting packets together, setting up, tearing down. And then at the same time, you know, we would love for them to be nice adults. And so, Amen, you know, sister. so we Say that again. you know, this is what the Webbers do. You know, they help. They, they, you know, we're always sort of trying to get them to to pick up after themselves and just, just to look beyond themselves when they're in an environment that isn't theirs or whatever. Well, it's been successful. And I think, too, the, you know, uh, having been introduced to loving your kids on purpose when they were just mm. barely mm-hmm. born. Uh, they've only, this is all they've known is, you know, being taught how to be responsible for their own actions, how to take, you know, make their own choices and see the consequences of their own choices and walking them through that. So, I mean, from toddlers all the way up, that's all they've known. So I think that's would probably be a huge, you know, factor in them, their amazingness. And I just have a high value for (coughs) kindness. So, you really do, you know, I'm always like, just be kind of, you know, be kind to people. Yeah, you really do. Okay, so talk to us a little bit about loving your kids on purpose. Not everybody knows, and it is that helpful. <laughs> we tease about, oh, look, this saved our children's lives. Because <laughs> yeah. they might not have made it. If they exactly. <laughs> I mean, if I was parenting the way Because the yellow truck's coming. <laughs> the yellow truck. The yellow we're, we're truck is yellow coming. this all the way home. <laughs> <laughs> so what is loving your kids on purpose? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, Danny Silk's ministry. Um, you know, which, um, uh, he brought in, uh, I, I think it was Jim Faye's loving, uh, I'm sorry, uh, love and logic, which is, you know, kind of the, where it kind of stemmed from. And then he took, obviously, uh, took it to another level and, um, yeah, I mean, it's just teaching kids to, to be empowered, you know, and have, be empowered with responsibility, um, you know, helping them to learn wisdom if you will through their mm-hmm. own mistakes and choices and loving them through that and uh, walking with them on that journey so that they learn how to make choices on their own so that when they're 18 they're not surprised yeah, yeah. oh shoot i can make my own choices <laughs> oh nobody told me <laughs> there's consequences <laughs> yeah it's this so is helpful. how the real world works <laughs> and it just teaches you know you had a parent in a powerful way not in a controlling way but just in a powerful and loving way yep it's just so, I still listen to it all the time, just learning how to interact with my kids, but even learning how to interact with adults who oh. maybe are acting like children, no, you know? it's totally and true. Because again, it's a skill to be learned. And if it's never, it doesn't matter what age a person's at. If yeah. they haven't learned it, they haven't learned it. Right, right. So it means that they're not walking yeah. in like, oh, I'm responsible for that. Oh. <laughs> I use it. I use it in leadership training. Oh, yeah. sure. Because if, you know, if the structure of what we're doing is meant to be family, then Mm-hmm. We have to fill out father and mother, sons and daughters. So probably be good to learn how to do that in a <laughs> kingdom manner rather than the way we all just know. Because <laughs> that doesn't ever work out too well. Which, Dan, <laughs> yeah. you do so well at this. This is a great thing about you. I like a lot about you, but I like this. You're a structure man. Like, you have a gift for seeing. Okay, what is happening? I can see what's happening. So what are we going to do? Is that just, I mean, has it always been that way? Have you developed that? Is this just Jesus and you? Yeah, that's a great question. It's, it's, <laughs> it's no. Jesus. Yeah, it's Jesus, because it's not him. Is that, is that no. <laughs> I have just watched the Lord do crazy stuff in you with, with all that. Like, it's mind-blowing when you catch something that God's doing. 
and he's just teaching you something. You just you just fall right under at his feet and you just pour your whole whole life into it until you get this thing that comes out the other end that is just so beautiful and makes so much sense. You know, even the wow. most basic concepts, it's just this huge aha thing inside the structure that you and Jesus have co-labored together. Yeah, I mean, I think I think I I've always probably been, you know, a little bit administrative in, in my thinking, but obviously growing up in the you know in this culture, so to speak, um, uh, constantly you know encountering the Lord and then Him in you know putting more gifts in you and then beginning to grow those gifts in whatever environment you're in. If you if you you know what what does Jen say? You only get to keep what you use. Oh, that's helpful. So, you know, by stewarding whatever he's doing, it continues to grow. And so, yeah, um, it just kind of happens just the way I, I guess I'm wired. And mm-hmm. Well, Dan and I are on staff together. And I've gotten to where in staff meetings I can look over and I can see it on your face when you're thinking structure things. You're like, and then here come questions right after that. Well, why? And I mean, it's seemingly up front. It's like, why is he even asking the question? But eventually, by the time you finish it, you were like, oh, because he was going somewhere with those questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's dawned on me, you're seeing structures. Yeah. Like the way things, you know, if we're going to get here, we need to do, okay. Totally. Well, it's, yeah. it's an obvious gift. It's a great thing. Cool. Yeah. And some of that has been, it's been, love and logic has been an influence. Well, yeah. I mean, well, I, you know, obviously, when it, I mean, you know, back to the structure conversation of, you know, the, you know, the, family thing if the government of heaven is family if uh you know the way we're supposed to be all uh well this is a big conversation to have it's a (laughs) great conversation let me just ask you is the government of heaven family yes he calls himself a family he calls himself a father for a reason what do you mean that the government of heaven is great questions (laughs) i mean if it's family if it's you know the structure with which he pours out his wine so to speak you know, the wineskin, if it is family, then learning how to parent is like the 101 skill of how to actually work within this structure. Wow. We can't do the way we would do in a corporate structure, which is all about the end goal. It's not about, there's no relational context. If we're going to learn how to, you know, be in family and that's the structure, then we need to learn how to be, have relationships. We need to learn how to do that well. We need to learn mm-hmm. how to mother and father. We need to learn how to be a son and a daughter. I mean, mm-hmm. It's, I it's appreciate, a beautiful picture. I appreciate so much of this, but I appreciate even the language that we have to learn those things. There's just something in us that just thinks, oh, you know these things naturally. Not really. Mm-mm. I mean, nope. if because you, you only reproduce what, what you, know. you know. Right. And if you weren't raised in a kingdom model or a kingdom atmosphere or culture or whatever, then, you know, you're going to yellow truck because that's the way your dad did you. You know, he yellow trucked you, so you're going to yellow truck. A yellow truck is to take yeah. control so mm-hmm. <laughs> for those of you who don't know <laughs> it's a saying but listen yeah, I grew so, up know. in a kingdom environment I, I loved my upbringing and I was a hundred percent yellow truck until I'm like I identified <laughs> me and I'm like oh my gosh I would have yellow truck these poor children to pieces <laughs> yeah. but I love this so have you guys found in the conversation with love and logic that people have been like whoa this is a whole paradigm shift like how many times have you heard that when you're so loving your kids on purpose. Stuff, I'm sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. Loving, loving your the, kids on purpose. Excuse yeah. me. Um, yeah. I mean, it's the outstanding comment that I hear that people are like, "Oh my gosh!" Like this is a totally different way yeah. of thinking. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's hard to get buy-in. Honestly, most people are so used to doing life the way they've always done it. it. You'll often hear the comment, "Well, why do I need to change?" 
or this is yeah. just hoopla, you know, and it's like, um, no, this actually works. <laughs> you know, it's the way God fathers us. So maybe we should do the same. You know, yeah. <laughs> I remember being a very young parent. Yeah, I was young parent, all three. We had three and five years. And I remember <laughs> that I came to one day, I was thinking through things with the Lord. It, it, this crossed my mind logically when I caught myself. And I actually thought to him, if I parented my girls the way that you parent me, they will be out of control. And I heard me think it, and I was all, whoa, whoa, Jesus help. And we went hunting. I went hunting at that point because I'm like, that is not, like I was conscious, not consciously, but I, w- I was recognizing, oh, yeah, I'm not going to parent them the way you parent me. They'll not, they won't do anything I want them to do. It was, it, and again, I'm not from a wild, you know, background. I super appreciate my, but, so I love this. Yeah. We love. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it. radically changed our, oh. our whole culture and, and the way we do church and the way we do life together. And I mean, it's, yeah. Okay, so we would recommend it, yes? All four? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Loving your kids on purpose. Yeah, when I feel, the, when I feel the, the boiling happening on the inside, when I'm trying to communicate with my kids, I'm like, oh, time yeah. to go back to the book. Exactly. Yeah. I have the app. To devour it. <laughs> Listen to the app when, I hear my, when I hear my dad come out of my mouth, I go, oh, oh. okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you mentioned in passing that you guys met in a Bible study. We need to know more. Tell us about this Bible study you met in. How'd you, how'd you start going to that Bible study thing? Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> I was just wondering. I, I, I was dating a guy who... It wasn't me. No, it wasn't you because you were married at the time. Oh, I was married. That's yes. Right. I didn't even see you. I love this. I love, I love y'all's testimony. You, you just got to share it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were, we were uh, at this Bible study, California, and um, I don't know how, I was, was I was still age, in high school. It was a college age Bible study group mm-hmm. and your boyfriend was college age and you were in high school? I was in high oh, school. That's right. So he's just leading you down the path, isn't he? He really is. Setting it up. Setting it up. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Okay, so y'all yeah. met at this did, How did he get you there? <laughs> <laughs> he Dang said, it. I had to go. <laughs> were you guys walking with the Lord? I mean, was this just like they were? I, I, the only reason I went, because my boyfriend was going. Okay. That was it. Okay. I, was, I was highly codependent, and he was... Oh slightly possessive and so <laughs> not so healthy but, <laughs> but I went anyway just because you know he oh, said yeah. you know let's go and I was like okay yeah and so I went not really knowing the Lord I had accepted the Lord into my heart but at that point I was just um I was more angry than anything because everyone was understanding all this stuff everyone was engaged in worship and I didn't know any of the stories I didn't know any of the anything so you were in a church culture like when did you get born again when did you ask Jesus in your heart uh, when I was 13, okay. but it was because I had to. <laughs> it was the same reason, you same reason you're at that Bible same study. Same yep. Bible study. My entire Christian walk had been, you know, external, you know, okay. in an external motivator. Um, none of it was internal at all. Any wow. internal stuff with Jesus was totally anger and violent and just, I hate, was just so angry with the Lord most of the time. And so it was all because external Because you were at the feeling time. like left out? You weren't absorbing it? Or what was making you angry? Uh, I think what my it, it was my it was Besides my childhood. I, I had a lot. We're going backwards here. Yeah, we're 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 backtracking into some deep times. No, it was just my childhood. Things okay. that had happened in my childhood. I was just like super aimed at God, like 
you know, okay. it's your fault. So. Okay. Okay. So kind of fast crazy. forward to that Bible study. You yeah. ended up there. Was it successful? So, Was it helpful? Um, well, we actually broke up. Um, and I yay. went, <laughs> yes, That's so working super, for you, girl, <laughs> super yay. And I was at, and, um, at home just like, I'm never going to church cause I don't have any reason to go. And a friend of mine came and literally picked me up out of my kitchen and said, you need to come to this Bible study. Like, literally. He literally <laughs> grabbed physically, me physically and physically carried me outside and into his car and was like, you need to just come. Why? Um, was the Bible study great? Were there great oh, things was, going on? It was so wonderful. Bible study was fantastic. It was the best environment ever. Great. Wonderful mom, wonderful dad, you know, spiritual mother and father there. Just such a beautiful environment, you know. Great. Okay. So, so he carried me there. Bible and, study. Okay. Yeah. And then so I'm just kind of like stuffed in the corner, you know, just there. And slowly but surely, you know, I start to open up a little bit and start asking questions. And, you know, the the people who were leading the Bible study, um, the mom and dad there, you know, they were just so sweet with me and so open, you know, trying to open me up and just so, you know, just super sweet. Great. And so I just kept going and then had a lot of questions. And then Daniel gave me this Bible, his Bible, and this um what is it called, babe? This book uh, that has it's a the scripture words. Scripture reference book. Scripture reference book. And so I took it home one night, you know, and I started showing up and being like, you know, it says here that this happens, and why does that happen? And I don't understand. And I started to get less and less angry and more and more engaged. And one day I was home and um, I was just feeling like I needed something. Awesome. And I opened up the opened up that concordance thing or that word book thing. And the word hope popped out. And so I looked up hope and, and I just got totally wrecked by nice. the Holy Spirit. Like it was intrinsic. It was Whoa. purely on the inside. And I literally felt this hole in my body starting to become filled. Like, oh, and oh, I, could, I could feel my heartbeat wow. for like the first time in years. And it felt good. And I remember just being laid out for a week, a solid week. I don't remember going to work. I don't remember going to school. I don't know what happened, but... I was there for a week solid, just reading the word and just, just feeling <laughs> love and feeling healing. And man, I went back to the Bible study and I was like, all right, everybody, what? <laughs> I have some questions, <laughs> something happened, you know? And so Daniel was always just keen to, to just engage and answer a ton of questions and, and whatnot. So we started hanging out and I started to figure out that, oh, he's, he's not married. So you should oh, tell good. them about what happened with you. Yeah. So simultaneously. Simultaneously. Sure. Um, yeah. So I was, you know, married. Had a, my first wife and I were going to this Bible study, and um, uh, we, and then yeah, she in our story or my story, she left, uh, left me, and, and that was a real gnarly time. Well, for yeah. Me in, mm -hmm. in my life, of it course. was. Um, Probably the first time, uh, you know, I too was codependent, and so it was the first time I had ever, you know, not had somebody with me. Sure. And so, really ended up diving into uh, uh, a relationship with the Lord, like where I actually oh. was encountering Him, feeling Him, um, just growing in Him. It was just me and Him. You know, awesome. I'd be home and uh, listening to worship music, and and be like oh my gosh, like he's really here. Like that was all new. Like none of that, <laughs> that wasn't normal. That's so great. And, uh, yeah. and oh, so, this is real. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh. oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, there's more. Totally. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, in, in kind of a, around that time, uh, that she had left and I was, 
you know, kind of growing, doing my own growth thing. Mm-hmm. Quinn was also kind of going through her thing. And, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and so we were just kind of like sparring off each other, a lot of growth things different and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the ironic thing was that I, I, there was no attraction. Mm-mm. Like she's a great gal, if you know her. Oh, she's wonderful. She's fantastic. But it was, there wasn't any like, there was no physical attraction. Like it just wasn't even on my radar, I love yeah. that. which is ab- no, abnormal guys. for my story. <laughs> well, sure. So. <laughs> which you have to, you're going to have to share which, just a little bit because you, you <clears throat> people really are wonderful people. But to hear where this is coming from makes my jaw drop just a smidge. Yeah. So go ahead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, you know, I, I, you know, the first day I felt attraction, you know, when she showed me her tattoo. No, like, not really. Is that true? Yes, yeah, that's true. That's it. That's right. Done. Yeah. She turned 18, so she was, okay, we won't go there. But. <laughs> I was not attracted to you, though, at that point. But I love that because you know what? I, single people need to hear that the attraction is a timing thing. Out of timing, it could kill us all. So you really need to wait yeah. on the yeah. I love the Song of Solomon says it. Just don't wake love up before it's time. Oh I think that's goodness. just the smartest. Mm-hmm. Like all single people, I'm like, hi, my name is Rachel. Are you single? Don't wake up love <laughs> before yes. it is time. Please. Please. <laughs> so I love that. So that was yeah. timing with y'all. That's so good. Yeah. And um, yeah. yeah. That was so that weekend that was, of the ski trip, huh? No, it was at the uh, Bible study. Oh, that was at the You had just gotten that tattoo. Oh, I was like, oh, right. tattoo? Oh, cool. And it's like, whoa. Oh, well, <laughs> what I, is that? I've never felt that before. You're like, <laughs> I saw that tattoo in my heart. <laughs> yeah, and then we did, uh, we'd always go on a ski trip together as a Bible okay. study group. And mm-hmm. uh, well, actually, we did a, a, a trip before that even. But, um, and that was when we kind of started hanging out a little bit nice. more. And That's right. Yeah. So when did you know? When did you um, know? I was on a kind of a wild journey personally. It was like, you know, I my first wife had left me. I was, you know, going to date the Lord for a year. You know, it's just me and you, Jesus, and, you know, uh, nobody else. And and then, like, a few months later, Quinn comes along, and I'm like, wait a minute, this can't be God, and having to <laughs> wrestle with that, you know. Sure. I, mm-hmm. I took an oath and figured out why Paul said don't ever do that, you know. <laughs> so I was learning a lot that time, so. Yeah, always learning a lot. They're beautiful seasons. Yeah, uh, I was in the same boat. I was like, no way, no guys, no nothing, single for life. You know, that's, Jesus is my jam. I got rid of all my Jesus CDs. My I got rid of everything, and I was just solely on fire. That's awesome. That, how many times have y'all heard that story? That the second people are like, I'm done. Oh, look, there you are. Oh, <laughs> totally. Yeah. Have you been there Turn the whole time? time? That yeah. beats all. <laughs> and, awesome. and it made it tough because it was like, I yeah. literally wrote a list. And everything was on the, she was everything on the list and more. Wow. And I was like, okay, but this wasn't supposed to happen now. I don't understand <laughs> what's going on. So we can't really date. So we'll just go for coffee. Let's yeah. just have coffee. Lots you of can, lots you of can see, coffee. You can see in my college transcripts, it's like, oh, everything was going good. And then, oh, they just sort of, there's a big dip when I met, when we started going for coffee. We'll just get class. We'll, we'll just go get a coffee. We thought taking poli sci together would be smart. It wasn't. I failed that class failed. so bad. <laughs> oh, it's too funny. Yeah. Okay, so. Dan. So what do you mean where you were coming from? What was your, what's your, when, when did you get born again? Oh, are we going to start this now? Is we that, are going to start this now. We have to finish by tomorrow morning. That's fine with us. Just kidding. But still, so, yeah, we want to know when did you... Yeah, I got in? saved at 13 as well. Okay. Um, a few years a few years apart from Quinn, though, so... Okay. Uh, 
Because yeah, you're so, a little bit older. Yeah. Okay. So 13. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, where, where, where when, do you want to go? What led, when did you ask Jesus? So 13 yeah, years old? I was 13 years old. Okay, okay. Yep. Yeah. God did invited you keep, me to a Bible study. Uh, actually, you, it was a youth, junior high youth group. Okay, mm-hmm. but did you fully understand what happened and gave, I mean, from no, that day No, you know, on, they gave every, me option. <laughs> and you want to go to heaven or hell? And I was like, well, I'd like to go to heaven. I'm <laughs> <laughs> no dummy. Are you really asking <laughs> yeah. me that? You're, you're so, so smart, babe. I said the prayer. I know, I, I know, yeah. Wise. Like, yeah, of course I want to go. So but I said you, the prayer, and you know, the funny thing is, is that um, probably for the first 10, 12, could be close to 12 years, there was quite a few things that were amiss in my relationship with the Lord. And one of the biggest ones, well, one of the, probably the biggest one was the, the lack, the presence. Wow. There was no, did not even know that that was even a real thing, that it was available, that he was that real. Okay, you know? mm. talk to us about this. Uh, there are lots of people listening that are like, what? What is the presence? Which is a great question. That's a beautiful question. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I think we intellectually say yes to the Lord and get saved. Right. And then we have an intellectual relationship with him. Right. Mm. But we were, none of this was designed to be intellectual. It was meant to be spiritual. And so the, the idea and the concept of, our spirit becoming alive and actually having an interaction and connection with the Holy Spirit and, you know, you physically feeling that sometimes and, and hearing his voice and all that stuff that we know now is a, a norm uh, in our culture, you know, in the, in the Bethel culture, the revival culture. Uh, none of that in traditional church is even uh, uh, available, if you will. It's just all intellectual. And so that was, you know, the first probably 12 years of my relationship with the Lord was just intellectually. I knew he was there. You kind of just, you know, the whole, the whole, uh, the whole Christian experience was is summed up in just try not to sin, figure <laughs> out what the will of God is, and uh, what was it? I can't remember. There's third one too. I can't remember what it is, but yeah, you know, you're just trying not to sin and figuring out, trying to figure out what the will of God is. You need oh, to be nice to other get, people, and then get other people to do what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That was like, you need to invite other people because you want to do what I'm doing because it's <laughs> fun. Is this fun? <laughs> right? Hey, I think, think right? so. How did that work for you, Dan? <clears throat> Yeah, it didn't work out too well. <laughs> um, so the second thing, you know, the second thing that's uh, that was amiss in that in that segment was I just didn't I didn't understand the word of God. Like it was like the funniest thing. I mean, we do these little core group things, you know, for the serious youth groupers. You know, oh, we yeah. have the core mm-hmm. team. You know, the, the, the core group. We're going to really study the Bible. And I mean, I did, you know, there'd be questions. You would go through the Book of John and. Because, you know, we fill out these little workbooks and the questions were like, you know, what did, you know, what did John eat when he was living in the wilderness? And like, I just, I legitimately could not get the answers right. That's amazing. Never, never had them right. Quinn, did you say you were having a similar experience because you, this whole time, when you got born again at 13, but you still, you were angry because you were like, I don't understand any of this. Yeah, that was part of Wow. For sure. Okay. Okay. When did this change, Dan? Um, you know, I remember. that's huge. I remember being in prison and, uh, which, oh, we hadn't got there yet. I was about to say, yeah. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just put that right there. there. Drop it right out in the middle of it. So what so. I just heard you say was Christianity minus the presence lands you in, in prison. prison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's not much different either way. <laughs> Some kind Super of prison. Somewhere. similar. Somehow, somewhere, somewhere you're, yeah. And this is beautiful. You got to tell us this. You, you guys are beautiful people. You have had a stint in prison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Bring that stuff on. Yeah. You're well, like let Shadrach. me answer your first question first. But you're like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You don't even smell like that smoke, mister. Yes, that's good. It's true. It's awesome. Um, 
Yeah, so I was, uh, I, I remember being in prison. I remember reading the Bible, and I remember just crying out to the Lord, just saying, Lord, I just had this deep, deep desire to understand his word. That's like beautiful. I just, I just wanted to understand what I was reading and really like get it. You know what I mean? That and is hunger. It's, it's, that's that's hunger. It's funny because it wasn't until years later that I even made the connection when I started teaching. And there's literally a gift of, of wisdom and revelation and understanding on me when I'm teaching it. And I, and it, I it was years later, probably ten years more later, that I made the connection that oh, that was a heart cry of mine. Wow. And now I have it, and I didn't do anything for it. Wow. Like, it wasn't like I learned how to read the Bible. It was just like something that just just happened. What Does was that? that? Why did you not understand when you didn't understand why? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> 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 like, when I, was hung- when I was hungering to understand the Word? No. What do you think it was that kept you from understanding what the Word was saying? Was that just the, the, oh, I don't, the I, truth about the presence? Oh, he's real, and then something came alive in you? Yeah, I don't. I okay. Don't, oh, so like when I was a kid, you're referring to back to when yeah. I was a kid. Yeah, I mean, I, who knows? I mean, it could have been a variety of things. But yeah. yeah, I think, you know, I think, you know. Because this is helpful. The reason I'm asking, how often do you hear this? This is regular that folks are like, I would read the Bible. I get nothing. I mean, it is common, so it's super helpful for folks to know. That's a thing. We need the Spirit to lead us into all truth and understanding. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. if we don't have that. Right. So the Holy Spirit, he's the the teacher. There are lots of little teachers all over. We're all over the place. But he is the teacher. We need him to understand what the Bible is saying. Sure. So when did he get involved in this thing? Was it that day when you had that, then you cried out? No, no, it was just a journey from there. Okay. I mean, you know, um, you know, there was, I remember moments of, uh, you know, the first time I felt the manifest presence of God was in prison. Awesome. And, um, what was happening? Uh, we had this Bible study, you know, we started this Bible study and, uh, I didn't really know what I was doing. I just, people would seem to be around and be like, <laughs> we need to have a Bible study, but I didn't know. <laughs> how to read the Bible. So I'd find someone who did and okay, why don't you lead the Bible study? And so we started gathering and pretty soon our little gathering got too big. And so they're like, well, we need to, we need, you know, too many people hanging around the bunks. Can't have you sitting around there like that. This doesn't look good. <laughs> and so they gave us this room and it ended up growing within a few weeks to like 50 people. Well, and uh, it was massive. We were at nine. <laughs> so like yeah. 50 people were in the room, we're all praying and, and I feel the Holy spirit in the room. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I go up to the guy who's leading. I said, dude, he's here. He goes, I know, isn't it good? I'm like, no, 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 I don't think you understand. <laughs> like, like, he's really here right now. And he's like, I know, isn't it good? <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't think you're hearing what I'm saying. <laughs> so, you know, I, and I had moments like that where there were, you know, bits and pieces. There was a church we served in before, mm-hmm. um, you know, our home church in uh, Humboldt. And, um, and in that church, we'd have these prayer meetings, you know, before worship. And, and uh, oh, my goodness, yeah. man, the, the Holy Spirit would come in there, and you'd just be like, what in the world is this? <laughs> so this is fantastic. Good. But it was just all new. And so you had these moments, you know. And uh, it wasn't until um, 2001 when we, or it was 2002 when I went and visited Bethel for the first time that I just, you know, got encountered mm-hmm. with the Lord. and Bethel Redding. Yeah, Bethel Redding. Okay. And just encountered the Lord and... And the Lord just opened up, started speaking to me and, you know, showing me there was so much more than what we even can conceive. And it was like, oh, 
Oh my goodness. So that's helpful when you hear there's so much more. This is what the conversation is about. Okay. So you guys talk to us, talk to people right now that are like, because there are people listening. They're like, I know. (laughs) What do I do? Minister to folks or talk to folks that right now are like, I want to understand. I want to, I want to know he's in the room because he's always in the room. But how do you know he's in the room? How do you how do you live in, you are in the room. <laughs> you just need an encounter with the Lord. <laughs> Lead us in that encounter. Because again, I can, I can feel people's hunger that are listening. Yeah. This, yeah. Because to, to know something and not be able, that feeling of I, I have not experienced that is a torment. It's a beautiful torment. Yeah. Like it's the wind at your back that's like, I have to understand what they're talking about. Like I've got to get it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's why people chase revivals, you yeah. know, um, people that have never, you, how many stories have you heard of the, you know, right. heroes that, you know, got, uh, encountered the Lord for the first time at some revival meeting that they went to. And, and then from there, you know, they just came awake and, you know, right. took off. And so it's, it's, it, it's, there's there, I don't know that there's necessarily an orchestration of it other than if you're hungry for it, you got to go find it. You know, you, if you want to be around the presence, you got to be around where the presence is at. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know what that feels or tastes like, you honestly have to begin to experience, uh, you know, expand your thinking to, uh, go after things you've never done or never felt or never experienced before in order to experience something you've never had before. I mean, do you know what I mean? So your hunger has to outweigh your fear, you know, because right now most people are, are afraid to, of being deceived or being led astray or, you know, this is scary, a kind of weird stuff. Are they messing with snakes? You know, all the crazy stuff <laughs> yeah. all we're stuff. worried about. And it's like, <laughs> oh, that fear is actually constraining you from experiencing what you've never experienced. And so once that hunger supersedes that, then you'll go to that next level. You'll actually pursue, you know, forget, I don't care what I'm afraid of now. I just need to have you at all costs. Oh, that's and really I'm, good. I remember uh, I started reading um, The God Chasers. You ever read that book, mm-hmm. Tommy Tenney? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, around this time, and it was like, I read that book, and it lit me up. I'm like, oh, my gosh, there's so much. There's the, all these stories of people having these crazy encounters with the Lord, lightning bolts, you know, shattering pulpits <laughs> on the stage. And you're just going, yep. the what? raw power of God is available. It's existent. Look at all these stories. And, I mean, that hunger of mine was just like, I need this. I need this, whatever it is. And... Uh, you know, it didn't mean I wasn't afraid. I mean, that first time I walked into Bethel, Reading, uh, I was scared out of my mind. I thought they were all wax. Mm-hmm. I mean, these, this is helpful. Yet, you too, Quinn. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. She, she would cry in, on the way to church. I would, I would literally <laughs> I cry. What, I, what, I what was the crying for? I just, I was, I was partially, I was cynical. I was, I was afraid. Um, I was just really afraid. I was afraid of just, yeah, being deceived or afraid that. You know, I was going to believe something that wasn't true and, you know, just all those things, you know, and just why are they doing that? Why would they why would somebody do that? Like and just thinking, you know, they're just they're just showing off or they're just, you know, they're pretending or just all these things. And I was just remember just being so angry the first time I went to Bethel because Daniel was getting laid out (laughs) and encountering the Lord. And I was so hungry to encounter the Lord. But I was like, not like this. (laughs) Oh, I don't want to look like that. that. I don't want to look like that. I don't. Thanks I don't want someone. This. I. I was so afraid someone was going to try to push me down or try to make me oh, do yeah. something that wasn't authentic. I wanted an authentic encounter with God. And when I walked in the room, I was like, "This is not authentic. Like these people are faking it." And so it just so it funny. just took so much 
you know, it just took time of that. You explained it so well, babe, just pressing in, you know, and allowing that hunger to grow, you know, and being around people I trusted and just going, I think you're super scary, but I just trust you. And, and I want, I want that authentic presence and just pressing in and pressing in, you know? So it, it sounds like it was not a moment, but was there an experience that you were like, and there but, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't put my finger on it. Was it the Steve, Probably the Steve, the Steve Backlund experience? Like, oh, they're wonderful people. We had, <laughs> we had encountered the Lord, you know, through Bethel, through different things, which led us to, um, this other, to move churches to this other church, which the signs and wonders were not exactly prevalent, but it was, you knew that this was, we were God, growing. We were growing. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Culture. And so he had us there and I was crying in the parking lot, like, for Sundays and Sundays. Granted, I was seven months pregnant, but I just was like, every morning, that might have had a little to do with before it. I get in the church, I'm like, is my mascara okay? Like, <laughs> you know, but you're but, fine. You're fine. It's going to be great. We just got to get in there. We were just like trusting the Lord of like, I just need the Holy Spirit. I need more. Like, and I know this is, this is that. So just showing up, not feeling it, but knowing and trusting the Lord that, that we're in the right place at the right time. And just, just keep moving. And so, you know, everyone's experiencing all these things, the prophetic, you know, the first time I heard um, practicing the prophetic, I lit up. I'm like, what are you talking about? Practicing the prophetic? What does that even mean? What is the prophetic? Like, how does... The worst kicker was that the, the selling point was, well, you know, doctors have a practice. They have to practice. Right. Exactly. So that's I, what we do. <laughs> you guys are out of your mind. My mind was just, <laughs> I believe we're here. My, I was processing it all intellectually. My heart was just, just dying for an encounter. So, you know, things were happening. Steve and Wendy had came, came to the church and were doing this um, sort of couple day speaking thing or whatever anyway people were laughing like he's like laughing <laughs> you know and i'm like oh, this is the end of the line like this is a we deal breaker <laughs> lord deal breaker deal breaker people are working themselves up to laughing they're not even nothing's funny what's happening so ha ha the whole thing well by the end of it i'm sitting in the back arms crossed you know everyone's under chairs having a great time laughing I like things that are funny, but nothing's funny to me right now. Why oh, yeah. are you laughing? And it just like, it literally hurt. And so my heart is like on fire and I'm just thinking I'm raging mad, like back here. And Steve goes, you know, at the end of it, he's like, okay, you know, raise your hand if your heart is just on fire and whoo, my hand goes up and I'm like, I do not want my hand up in the air right now. I do not want to draw attention to myself. <laughs> this is, oh no, oh no, it's up my there. hand's up there. And then he starts talking and he's, I don't know if he even called people up to the Somehow, front, yeah, yeah. but I stood up and ran up to the front and buried myself and went, both hands. yeah, both hands. I didn't want to be the center of attention. I was hiding and angry. And here I'm at the front, weeping my eyes out, encountering the Lord and just unfolding before the Lord, before everybody in the church. Wow. They weren't when, really paying attention because they were rolling around yeah. laughing. So nobody didn't feel didn't like know. that. Nobody cared. Feel kooks, like that, does it? Nobody cared. <laughs> and, and more importantly, like, I didn't care. It, wow. That was just yeah, that clincher moment. Good. I had not a care in the world. I was in him at that moment. Oh. And that was, everything fell away. All the questions, all the pain, all the anger, Whoa. all the the working it out like I was my mind had just melted away and my heart was just 
done. Like I was undone and undignified. Like it was just so good. And from that point on, it was like, that was the position. Like I was like, that's it. I'm done. And that's I'm done. So beautiful. You that's said beautiful. that so well. So yeah. for folks in that position, that's a heart mind fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And your heart Super broke tension. through and your heart won. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. I, and I think it stems back to that other you know, conversation we had earlier where yeah. we're just taught to intellectually have a relationship with the Lord. And the, you know, we're hungering for more, but intellectually, everything we've ever been taught was that we would be led astray and deceived and we have to be afraid of that. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so the very fear of the thing that we want is, you know, keeping us from getting the thing that we want. Yeah. And, uh, and I think, you know, you, you mentioned something there which kind of triggered it was trusting people. Yeah. You know, even in my story of, you know, going to Bethel the first time, it was, you know, the leader of our Bible study group. We were on a ski trip and his son was in the school ministry and he's like, hey, we're going down. We were part of a church that wasn't even, Mm -hmm. I mean, we were EB free. It was like. You were what? Evangelical free. Oh, EB free. EB free. So, you (laughs) know, you. Yes, Jesus, one hand up, maybe on a good day. And so. (laughs) If you were feeling really crazy. Yeah. yeah, If they were getting wild. And uh, (laughs) and so we're going and. um, and I'm like, okay, I trust him. Yeah. And I thought everybody was wax. They're, these guys are kooks. This is, you know, they're mm-hmm. out of their mind. But I trust him. So I'm like, okay, I'll go. And I remember being in the service, and it was like, you know, uh, sitting there, and everybody's moving around, and it's so much commotion. And you know, God's not a God of, God's not a God of confusion. Gosh darn oh, yeah. it. We know verses for this stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and. <laughs> People, everything's moving around. It's like, what's all the commotion? And I realized everyone's just swaying. <laughs> There's no movement. Everyone's just swaying. I think everybody's moving around, right? And I'm like, right. oh, they're all just swaying. Why are they moving? You know, Not decently in an order. Yeah, everything's not in order. No, God's yeah. a God of order. And so uh, <laughs> I'm sitting there, and, and I'm like, I, I honestly go, but remember, I trust this father in my mm-hmm. life. Wow. And that's how I got here. And yeah. so I, I'm, honestly, I'm sitting there, and I go, okay. I'll hang as long as I don't see any flags. Here because if the flag. flags come out, and I kid you not, they came running, running across the stage, like a whole bunch of them, like all these prophetic, you know, prophetic intercessors, oh, yeah. you know, they're tearing down heaven. And, and I'm like, physical pain in my chest, Whoa. like piercing my chest, physical pain, which tells you it's not of God. <laughs> I, God, I can feel it. I'm uncomfortable. You, this is not you God. Can't be I the Lord. feel the pain. You're going to find something that was not of God. It's, if I feel exactly. physical pain, this can't be God. And, uh, and I remember Wild. just getting on my knees, and I just remember thinking, okay, if Don, Don's a genius, like he's not going to fall for something, and, and I can trust him. Wow. And if he's here, then, Lord, I don't want to miss out on something. Wow. I want to. I don't want to miss out on the blessing wow. that you have. And uh Opened my eyes and mm. bam, well, just ended up walking into a, an encounter with the Lord that lasted the whole service. So would you say like, oh, would, you, would you say like your honor for him opened the door for you? It's yeah, it's a good, good yeah. way to put it. I mean, I think, I think, you know, when we trust people more than we trust ourselves, just, you know, which is kind of one of our sayings, right. um, you know, that helps us to see things we can't see. Um, and so in, in this instance, I, if I could say anything to anybody, you just got to get your head out of your way. Our heads are sometimes our worst enemy. It's it's what's in the way of us having an encounter in our spirit. This is meant to be a spiritual encounter, a spiritual existence, a spiritual journey, a spiritual thing. We are spirits. You know, Corinthians 5, all over there. 
you know, uh, Paul's talking about it being a spirit thing. It's not a in Romans eight. I mean, you know, it's all over the it's word. Yeah, absolutely, the whole, you know, the whole new covenant. Yeah, and and, uh, and we've just been trying to do it intellectually. Mm-hmm. Well, and we have to remember when we get born again, the whole point. Jesus says, "You get born again, then you renew your mind." We're supposed to learn to think differently. So that fight that the mind puts up, we just need to know. All of us need to resolve. You need, oh, this is what he was talking about. This is what I'm responsible for changing. He helps me change this. Totally. Oh, okay, great. So now what do we think? Well, do we think this is okay? Right. Okay, we think this is okay. You know, and we just learn, 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 yeah. learn. It's literally the definition of repentance. Yeah. It's just change your change thinking. Change your mind. And uh, we weren't taught that, though. Right. No. Oh, so, no. you know, and that's because we were, we were, we were led the way they were led. It, Absolutely. You're only going to lead the way you know how to lead. And it's the same thing going back to the family thing. You're only going to parent the way you know how to parent and you're only going to pastor the way you know how to pastor. And so it's not in, to any fault per se, Mm-mm. but at the same time, it's, we, we are called into something greater and there's something, uh, I mean, absolutely amazing available for us because Frankly, Christianity sucks when you're living it that way. <laughs> oh, man. If I hated it. Oh, if it's and minus it, relationship, presence, power. Totally, totally. Oh, my gosh. It'll kill you. Yeah. It's yeah. just, this is, again, you're just trying to figure out how not to sin and, and not let anyone know that you are. Right. <laughs> and then, you know, you're trying to figure out whatever the will of God is for your life. and You're responsible, basically, yeah. for everything. For, like, I'm, I'm, I have to. It's, all, it's all me. It's all striving. And there's no, like, presence of a strive. whole. Right. <laughs> no, it's true. <laughs> it's super confusing. And that there's no presence of an entire yeah. person, an entire God that he he gives power to do all these things to live this way to become that way so my minus him empowering us it's like oh minus the presence totally mm-hmm. wow you guys this yeah. is great so I'm, I'm kind of feeling like this little like this little alley-oop thing happening you know and i'm mm. <laughs> It's, it's playoff season. Throw it up, what? Kurt. <laughs> what, is what is your alley-oop thing? You're uh, it's, it's an analogy, right? So, like, it's like this fantastic yeah. breaking point down the court, you know, <laughs> and LeBron James pitches out to the, you know, point guard, and the point guard sees Why is it going to be James, LeBron? I don't know. It could be Steph, <laughs> you know, with Kevin Durant, whatever. Okay, yeah, okay. all right. I, mean, I feel it, better it about be, that. Well, it could be Kawhi Leonard. It could be Kawhi. <laughs> not Kawhi right no, now. No, no, Anyway, but, and they see there's this, you know, there's this amazing opportunity of this, this, uh, you know, uh, alley-oop where, like, there's this dunk, and then the crowd just goes, <gasps> and so I'm kind of feeling this, the ball is up in the air for the people who are listening right now, and that you guys have really something to kind of release to them of, of just where you have been in your walk with the Lord. And having the questions and uh, having or maybe that being cynical struggle. or that beautiful mm-hmm. struggle and that you could really set somebody, some people um, up for some really great success and encounter with the Lord. So can, can, can we just like open that up to you and let you just like slam dunk at home? Can you do that? Do you, do you guys want to? Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like you got something? <laughs> Go for it. Go for it, Ben. Sure. All right. Let me lob, let me see if I can lob this up there to you. <laughs> no, no. I'm lobbing up. It's like burning people. I think people. it's been lobbed, man. I'm just ready for you to bow. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I mean, I think, you know, back to kind of stuff we've been saying, I would just encourage anybody that's listening that's having a, a similar experience or a similar relationship with the Lord where it's intellectual and 
uh, and you've heard about them more, you've, you know, people talking about more, whatever the heck that is. And, and you've heard, of, you know, people <laughs> talking great. about, uh, you know, the presence or, or, you know, it might be faking it if they're flopping around on the floor and, and, uh, and, you know, all you, you, you have all that kind of dialogue going on in your head. And, uh, yeah, I would just encourage you just to, just to close your eyes and put your hands out in front of you for a second. And, and, uh, and yeah, I would just say peace, be still Thanks. to the mind. And to any of those thoughts that are uh, that are saying otherwise, that are along the lines of what we've been saying tonight, that self-talk, we just say, peace, be still. Yeah, and we just say, Holy yes. Spirit, come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just release your Holy Spirit to yeah. encounter your kids right now. Yes. We were designed, we were designed to experience you spiritually, physically emotionally and so we just release your Holy Spirit to encounter your kids in all facets yeah and we just speak the truth that uh, if they're faking it God's bigger than that (laughs) yeah he he can figure that out yeah and if they're encountering him we just speak the truth of the hunger that we want more we want Mm -hmm. that yeah and, we, and I just declare, uh, you know, the truth that if you happen to think you hear a lie, God's also bigger than that. Thanks. Can we be deceived? Sure, but God's bigger than that. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. And I just, uh, in fact, re- start releasing words of knowledge of places to go in your area where there is a presence-based community. Yeah. Thanks. We're in presence-based family. Yeah, so we just release your Holy Spirit to do mm-hmm. your thing. That's right. We thank you, Jesus. Yeah. This is so good. We love you. We yeah. love you, sir. We love you. That's super good. Well, people, Dan and Quinn Weber, my goodness, you wow. guys are a blessing to us. We what are a, happy you are here. It's good fun. It yeah. is good we fun. You guys. All over the map. Well, thanks so much yeah, for know. coming. Thank you. We appreciate you. I'm always so excited to hear just the good stories that come from times like this. I really am. So great. It's so. good to be home. Yay. Yeah, it is your home. Well, we love you guys. We're going to wrap it up. Thanks yep. for tuning in to BA Chats. Do it again. Yes, do it again, mm-hmm. God. You were, And you just remember this. Your spirit is alive unto God every day, 24-7, 365. Even when you're sleeping and dreaming, your spirit is alive unto God. Yeah. Let your heart win. You're supposed let to be changing win. your mind anyway. So let that heart go. <laughs> let that Boom. heart burn. We love you, people. Jesus loves you. And we love you, too. <laughs> <laughs>